Ryder Nation and William Powell bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. Yeah, we're ready. This is the Piffles Podcast, episode 136. Riders without their best means three-way tie in the West. Are you, you just, are you just really purposely tr- trying to rhyme things now? Yes, yes I am, actually. Have you not tr- noticed that the last month? I try to avoid things that you do. I'm sorry. Like, That's a good we, we need to get him a rhyming dictionary for Christmas, because you're, you're struggling on this one. Nothing rhymes with orange. That's all I know. Uh, Thank you, M- BC Lions. Eminem uh, says they're wrong, and he went on a rap thing about it it's amazing look it up okay i'm not gonna do that we are your <laughs> premier saskatchewan rough riders fan podcast my name is alex i'm steve i'm greg and you can give us a follow <coughs> and you can give us a follow on twitter at piffles pod you can follow me at real alex d you'll find me at safamod follow me at greg on sports check can, us out on can i just say before we keep going I wish everybody could see how pumped up Alex was through the theme song for That's the show tonight. That's a great song. He was Here we go out. by Johnny McKegg Band. Oh, sorry. Carry you on. were not having any of it. I was I was head bobbing. I was rocking out, just not quite to the same enthusiasm. It's a great song. I also, Gets me ready. He and I were both mouthing the uh, William Power, uh, Powell entrance, too, because it's fun. I Meanwhile, Steve is just, like, Googling himself. I don't know. As, as we call him, no fun Steve. Yeah. It's fair. NFS. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash pifflespodcast. Give us a follow on Instagram as well. Just search pifflespod. And of course, the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out. They're on Skip the Dishes. And we're also a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Well, we got a lot to get to this week. Let's get started. Time for the opening kickoff. So the Riders lose in Calgary 30-28, dropping the record to 10-5. and No more is there nine wins out of 10 games. Now it's nine wins out of 11 games. Did you see that stat on TSN? That's our longest or our best winning percentage over a 10-game period since 1970. Like ever, almost. That's insane. Yeah. That, that does not surprise me. This team has not been that good. But still, you'd think we'd have a 10-game stretch of success at some point in the last 50 years. What? But no, just once. Well, you... Th- think if you look back at what was it, 20, 2014 when Derry went down, like they, they were humming. If he didn't go down, they probably would have. Well, they started 8-2 and two that year. Yeah, they probably would have had a better one over 10 games. But unfortunately, when you lose your starting quarterback and no one's ready, uh, yeah, you're going to have a long stretch. I just thought that stat was interesting. Huh? Sad, really. Th- 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 thanks for bringing Downer Steve. A little Downer <laughs> Steve over No there. difference than the no like two Western finals since 1976. So, I mean... Yeah, and actually I was talking about that with a couple coworkers and how important it is for the riders to get first. And yeah, okay, 76 and, and 2009, we got to the Grey Cup, and it's important to those are the last two times to get first and, and get to the Grey yeah, Cup. it doesn't work well for us, though. Listen, what happened in those two games? Those were the two worst moments in rider history, Th- those 76 like, and, and 09? You, you, had, you had heartbreak, and then you had the kick to the nuts. And it's... Yeah, I don't want the Western Final. Give Everyone's me like, second place. Yeah, we want two. It's, we want yeah, two. It seems like well, and right now that's the spot they're in after this loss to uh, to Calgary. Let's talk about the game here. Uh, opening kickoff presented by Kathy Feshin of Royal LePage Regina Realty. 
We'll start right off the bat. One of the very first plays of the game. Cody Fajardo going deep. Shaq Evans wide open because Trey Roberson somehow got a concussion. How? I don't know. Maybe he was dizzy, looked at the, caught the lights or something, and it. I, 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 don't, I don't know. But he went down with injury, and uh, Shaq Evans seemed like he let up a little bit. Looks like he misjudged the ball to me. Riders would have had a 7 nothing lead right off the start. And so, that's, that's the kind of stuff you can't do against a, a Calgary squad. You have to play good football, good solid football, and come out of the gates hot. And they they didn't, you have unfortunately. To, you have to play nearly perfect football in Calgary to win. You turn the ball over, they're going to win. That's just the way it seems to happen in Calgary. Um, I have more thoughts about this, but that'll be towards the end of this. But Fajardo just seemed off all game long. The, ent- the entire offense seemed a step off the entire first half. And then they came out come uh, came out of the locker room in the, in the second half, and they started putting stuff together, but they still didn't. It wasn't the team that played the week prior. It was, I don't know, something was definitely off every, Not, all around. It wasn't quite as as bad as the offense that played last time we played Calgary, but this is, was far from our best performance. Shaq Evans, where are you at, man? Best receiver in the league. You ask him. Easy. Easy. Best unless, receiver in the league. Unless the weather's cold. Two catches, and they weren't until, what, the fourth quarter? For what, sixteen yards? I I had him in fantasy, and I was like kicking things in, or, around my house because I was like, "What the hell?" Like, not a single catch until the, yeah, like the fourth quarter. It was pathetic. When he's on, I agree with him. He's the best, the best, if not, or one of, if not the best receivers in the league. Uh, but when he's off, he he's so average. Sj ten k. Yeah, huge accomplishment for Sj Green. That's pretty cool. Yeah, Sj Green. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, one probably but the best in the league. It just. I like Shaq Evans. I really do. I think he can be a top five receiver in this league. And and that's nothing to to you know downplay or anything. But you can't lip off into the camera, say you're the best, and then basically get a goose egg the next game. You just can't do that. In easily the biggest game of the year. Where we where we need our top receiver to perform. Without their best cornerback. And you're lining up against a, basically a rookie behind them. And that don't get me wrong, that rookie played played him well all game though. Very well. That was like, and that's the thing about Calgary. There's always a next man up. There's no, oh my God, if we lose this guy, they're screwed. They always have some guy ready to go, and it's scary they're, how good their depth is. They're professional they, players. They were missing uh, Derek Dennis and um, Shane. Was it Shane Bergman? Was out for uh, for portions of that game, and they were still protecting Bo Levi Mitchell all game long. Oh, that final play, uh, throw to um, uh, Mayala there. He had like 12 steamboats. It was ridiculous. Yeah, riders that got absolutely no pressure the entire game. And I think a lot of that actually comes from not having Cam Judge in the game because the first drive, they blitzed a lot, but they still didn't get pressure. Cam Judge has been nailing those timings on, on his blitzes, and that's usually the linebacker that they bring. They don't bring Solomon Elamimian that much on, on blitzes anymore. They did kind of early in the year to get him into it, I guess, but... I felt I felt bad for Micah Tights. He was put in a no win situation. Like he he played well, but you could, I, I thought he played pretty good. But you could tell there's spots where he was supposed to be on a guy that can't like or make a play that Cam Judge would have made, and just because he's he hasn't seen that much live fire. Plus, he was playing at home in front of friends and family, so you you have to think the, the butterflies extra pressure, were there. right? Um, and against one of the best offenses in the league. So yeah, Micah Tights. He's gonna be he's gonna be really good, but unfortunately, he was just kind of put in a bad situation this game. Defense as a whole, I thought, had a pretty pedestrian game. They weren't great. They weren't horrible. Nick Marshall's pick six. I, 
I pinned that one squarely on both Levi Mitchell oh, because that was a, that was a terrible throw. throw thrown across the body. Where was he throwing to? I don't understand what he was even thinking. That was such a not a Bolivai move. No, and I don't know, it just seemed to me like Bolivai Mitchell seems to throw a pick six to the Riders every time they play in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Uh, the stat was four of the last five games against Calgary. He's uh, he's thrown a pick six. So like he, it was almost like he's like here, just take it, get it out of the way, and then they moved on from there. And the, and Calgary's offense started moving the ball consistently a lot more than that. Ed Gainey, what a Let bad game. Oh. And bad game from a veteran, like the the fifteen yard misconduct. But that's the thing, though. It's it's not like he had a bad game where he was just a step behind or step off, or he was he was shooting himself in the foot. He was shooting himself in the foot so bad he was basically walking around on a, on a stub because he had no foot left. Like he made so many stupid decisions. I'll I'll agree with him. I don't think that pass interference was a great call. It. It was pass interference. He had his left arm over the guy, and and you can see him pull a little bit with he, his arm. He that was, was pass he, interference. He, by, by yeah, by the lie, book. Yeah, he, he had he, the guy was wearing an Ed Guinea backpack at the end of the day. It wasn't but, egregious by no. any means. But but regardless of whether it was a great call, bad call, he's got to know better than that to keep. He he got to stop the beacon. You can't be in a ref's face and expect to. Not get flagged. But things though, it wasn't even in the ref's face. So he's yelling at the cameras. He's freaking out like two quarters later about it. Like, move on. At some point, they probably should have sat him down because he was he was just killing the team because he was too busy concentrating on a bad call and then or what he, was he perceived as a bad. And call. then once he took that second penalty, that uh, objectionable conduct penalty, Bo Levi Mitchell attacked him yeah. even more. Went right, right after him. him, and so, that's what and he got. They got the touchdown on him. He was nowhere close to his defender. And if the shoe was on the other foot. I I'd want our guys to do the same thing. If you're in a guy's head so much that you could basically got so much real estate, you can make a strip mall. You keep on going at him. And believe I, Mitchell knew that the, the the officials were in Ed Ganey's head. So just do it. Officiating that game, did you guys have a problem with it? Because it seemed like believe I, Mitchell said that the the Riders were getting all the calls and there was a conspiracy against the the Stamps, and then all the calls were going against the Riders. So what what was going on? Or is that just par for the course for uh, an Al Bradbury ref game? Al Bradbury. You said it right there. (laughs) I was going to say, it's a Bradbury ref game. No one's going to be happy. Except for Steve. Steve loves those games. I love Al Bradbury. Just easily the best ref in the CFL. Oh, that's not what you said last time. Let me take that audio (laughs) up. If if anything, Bradbury's consistently inconsistent, so. I'm sorry. Al Bradbury is not smart enough to to, uh, to play a conspiracy game. He's just bad. They just just throw penalties on everything, though. Like that's just the crew. It seems Except like except a blatant like, face mask. Yeah, there's a couple of those. One of them that was actually thrown correctly was the ejection, the 25 yard penalty on uh, Casher for twisting Fajardo's leg in the in a in a pile after a sack. There. What a dick! And then Bo Levi Mitchell to come out. It happens to me every time. So I, I that truly was blatant. I, I do believe in piles. There is a lot more ankle twisting than we see. There, there absolutely is. Oh, and there's a reason why guys wear, why running backs wear visors, because it's not just to keep the sun out of their eyes. It's because in those piles, there's usually an extra finger coming towards your eyeballs. And, and I mean, in a pile, that stuff's going to happen. And if you can't be seen, you know, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? But blatantly, when you're the only guy lying on top of a quarterback, maybe not the best time to do something stupid. Gerardo did a pretty good job of selling it, though. Okay, here's the question. Was that a 
uh, Ken Shamrock ankle lock or a Kurt Angle ankle lock? That was more of a Ken Shamrock one. I, that's what I thought, too. Yeah. I've seen a lot of Kurt Angle ones. I'm like, no, no, that's full Kenny. Angle usually, like, wraps the leg around oh, as you know, well, the old too, leg, right? The leg grapevine, yeah. Yeah. And Steve is just, eyes roll back in his head as we talk right He's now. going back to walking, watching baseball. Brett Lothar, do you pin the loss on him for hitting no. the upright on that, what was it, 48-yard kick? No. When he meloed it? Nah. Like, it, it, it attributes, he, he's... He hasn't been great this year. He's missed a lot of kicks. But None you, really that important but that, have, that have cost, obviously, since this team is 10-5. and five, You can't really you know, blame a kicker, especially when he wasn't playing the first few games. Well, I, that's, that's it. When you got a kicker coming off uh, an injury like that, unfortunately, he's probably not up to full speed the way he was last year. And you got to hope by the time playoffs comes, though, he's... He's got he, he's lost the yips there. I'll tell you right now, I would rather him dink it off the post like he did, than miss a f- near fifty yard kick with Terry Williams in the uh, in the end zone to bring it out. Also true. But yeah, the minute he hit it too, I'm like, that's, that's going to hit the upright. And sure enough, I'm like, oh, not again. Well, it's fun to wonder what if, but again, with the Riders' defense playing as soft as they were on the the Stampeders' last drive, well, who's not to, who's to say that? Calgary would have been down one point and then driving for a win. They probably win that game anyway on a field goal. You know what the CFL should do if they really want to make kicking interesting? Make that worth four points. Do it like fantasy style. You know how hard it is to hit an upright? And this way, if you have guys aiming for the upright, you got a good chance he's going to miss. I like it. I like it. Send that in next time they're asking for uh, uh, rule changes. I I, I should be on the rules committee. Uh, Excuse me, Glenn Suter, can you get me into the rules committee (laughs) meetings next time? Overall, though, are you guys worried about this this loss against the Stamps? Not even a little bit. We we played an average game. Calgary's offense played a pretty good game, and they beat us by two points. It is comforting knowing that the Riders can play pretty poorly for the most part of the game and only lose by two in Calgary. For the, for the better part of the last decade, we played that bad. We got destroyed. So I will take that. I'd rather lose now in Calgary than lose in at the West Final in Calgary. Great cut. And the Grey Cup, but we don't have to play Calgary in Grey <laughs> Cup. West, West Final is going to be in Regina. Well, we'll talk about that in a little bit. There's still some scenarios we'll get to in just a little bit. Opening kickoff presented by Kathy Feshton of Royal LePage Regina Realty. Check out her Facebook page, Kathy Feshton Royal LePage. Now time for some odds and end zones for underdogs memorabilia. Steve, the Strevolution is back. Chris Strevler leading the Bombers to a huge win I'm going to go ahead and sit this segment out because to hell with Chris Strebler. You guys do your thing. You guys, you're going you to want can, him to oh, do good at lot. least once more. No, yes, I, no, you, I don't. Yes, okay. I hope he does absolutely nothing. They, they can win. I don't care. But I want Chris Strebler to throw for 12 yards and seven picks in a in a win. Who the hell? They, they he could do that against the Red Blacks and lose. He ain't going to beat anyone with those stats. He, he had 100 yards after three and a half quarters this week. And they won. In spite of, yet again. Andrew Harris went off. Did he get tested this week? <laughs> what, do you, what do you think the odds are he got uh, he got tested? <laughs> well, randomly we haven't selected. Compl- we haven't seen him complain about it, so I, I don't think know. after we'll you get caught, you get tested every game. Yeah, I don't know. What, whatever happened to like finding the shooter on the grassy knoll? Have we ever found out what the supplement was or how his testing went? Not yet. <laughs> Come on, Andrew. We need the results, man. Ain't happening. Mike Riley. No longer the sole survivor. Oh, and, and I feel bad for the heart. guy too. I do too. Like, like a, uh, the the good thing is is it, it was his. The good thing is that it was his left hand. It was his non throwing hand. 
and it was just a broken wrist. BC so. Lions fans, I'm going to go ahead and take responsibility for this one because this was the first time all season in either CFL, TSN Fantasy, or DraftKings that I took Mike Riley. First time all year. Hashtag diesel. My bad, guys. But you got. You I will not take Cody Fajardo for the rest of the year. Tell you that right now. Thank you. Thank you. But you got to think though, with the amount of times he got thrown around and beat up. I'm it, surprised it took this long. Yeah, exactly. Like I thought for sure he'd been like out with like sore ribs like months ago, but and that's the hit that takes him out. I know. Gets murdered for 15 games and is done off of a. Eh. Wish him well. Hope he's good. Hope he's good, but they'll be, be getting good. it next year. He'll be good for next year. And yeah. they got him to yeah, a couple of years, so they don't have to worry about him <laughs> going anywhere. So. And that means Edmonton clinches the final playoff spot in the CFL. They can still finish in third, but likely crossover. Definitely crossover. I don't see how they can get to third. But Well, they win out and the Riders lose out. Ain't going to happen. Let's if they win say. out, no, because uh, they would have to, Winnipeg would also have to sweep or lose out as well. It could happen. Yep. It's possible. It is possible. Well, Winnipeg only has two games left, and that's against Calgary. Yeah. Yeah, if we if we lose both of our games. I mean, if we lose this week in BC, all it is is Edmonton has to beat us twice, and Calgary has to do what Calgary does. I mean, it's not... It's it's far more it's likely pro- than BC Lions making the playoffs six weeks ago, like you started, started talking, but... Mike Riley doesn't get hurt. They win that game, and I'm still preaching about that this week. Yeah, my pick him got absolutely kicked in the nuts this past week. I think I got forty three points in uh, in fantasy this, this week. So yeah, that was fun. Mm-hmm. Cody Fajardo said his truck got stolen or mm-hmm. truck got, got broken, broken into. into. Sorry, with a uh, with a toy Funko a custom of one yeah. Fajardo stolen and some change for something like that and sunglasses. What a real piss off! But good on him. He's a much better person than I am because he just brushed it off his shoulder and says, well, hopefully the, you know, he can sell the sunglasses. Whoever did this can sell the sunglasses and buy themselves a, a hot meal for Thanksgiving. By, by all accounts, he Taking, lives the, the life that he preaches about when he talks about God and Jesus. Cause that like, there's no way I'm responding like that. Not a chance. Good for him. That's, that's fantastic. And like I said, all my dealings with Cody, he's, he's legitimately that guy. He is as advertised, great guy, and, but, but... I just hope that's not the impression he gets out of Saskatchewan, though. I, I doubt it, and the good, the good news is, I guess we can officially consider him a true Regina and getting his vehicle broken into. Yeah, it's happened to you at least once. Oh, three times, I think, my last one account. And same thing, change in sunglasses, always. Yeah. Don't leave anything more than just your, your coffee change. No. That's why I leave my doors unlocked now. There's nothing in my car, but... I'd rather I'd rather the window, right? Yeah, exactly. You want to go into my car, look around, go hard. And if they're going to get into it, they're going to get into yep. it. And one final one here, a note. Uh, former Riders president Gordon Stasison died at the age of 93. So we want to send condolences out to his family. Uh, Gordon was uh, part of creating the Rider Plaza of Honor. And, of course, uh, part of the second deck installation on Old Taylor Field. So he had a big part in uh, in the Rider franchise. So our thoughts go out to his to his family. He had a, all through Regina, Saskatchewan sport, he had a big uh, footprint in everything he touched. So. Wasn't he part of the, the building of the Agrodome? Uh, he was. Originally? He was. Um, he set up uh, youth golf um, golf programs, too, if I remember correctly. Like, he, um, yeah, he was a icon in Regina sports especially. So, uh, definitely uh, lost a good one there. 
We got some questions this week presented by Tallgrass Apparel, your Piffles questions. Jessica asks, will Kolaros play it all after the trade? So we didn't even talk about this. This happened, of course, after uh, we recorded. Zach Kolaros did get traded to Winnipeg, as uh, kind of suspected. Yeah, we all called that one. Well, you said no trades. So will Kolaros play at all? Yes. I hope not. I hope they ride Chris Strebler all the way to a West semifinal loss. <laughs> I I think the leash on Strebler just got super short. really, really short. Damn. Kolaros will play at some point this season. Remember that Mike Meyer character, Simon, from Saturday Night Live with the, the kid tied to the uh, apparatus and he's kind of running? Oh, yeah. That's Chris Strebler right <laughs> now. Good comparison. Yeah, thank you. Because he, he's going he's gonna to run himself out of leash and then he's going to snap back and then Kolaros is coming in. Because... I don't think they traded for uh, for Caleros just for um, insurance. Yes, they needed something, but if they see an opportunity, they're going to go with a guy who can actually hit a receiver in stride. And the other question I want to get to this week comes from Derek. The XFL, they're doing their draft. As we record this, day one of the draft is done. Day two has not yet happened, but by the time you listen to this, it will be done. 71 rounds. 71 rounds. Isn't that insane? Well, you got you to you I mean, fill there's only entire, eight teams. Yeah, but, but you got to fill like an entire roster, so it doesn't really surprise me. Still, you'd think that's, like, a, yeah, that's let's, still a lot let, of players. Let's do like 20, 30 rounds, and then just free agents after that. Technically, all these players are free agents. They're all owned by the XFL. It's not. They're basically taking one pool of players and just randomly putting them wherever. So, But there are some Ryder connections in there. Luis Perez... Oh, quarterback. <laughs> My dream. Selected by the LA team, I think it was, in the sixth round or something Actually, like that. Actually, well, no, the quarterbacks the were, were, they were assigned yeah. before. Yeah, sorry. the quarterbacks were assigned. It was yeah. Katie Cannon who yeah. was selected in the sixth round, so former rider receiver. Yep. And Davis Tall and TJ Barnes, right? And Marquise Williams and Marquise by the Williams. New York Guardians. Oh, right. I forgot about Marquise. Yeah, Marquise was drafted, though. No Trent Richardson, though. Was that the that confuses nobody, nobody drafted him, but... That was just the skill players today and then the offensive and defensive line. And then on Wednesday here, it'll be kind of the rest of the defensive backs, linebackers. And then like 10 or 20 rounds, however many it ends up being, of just the rest of the the players in the pool. Best of the rest after that. So So it includes everybody. So you can get your kickers and Trent Richardson there. And the XFL, kickers are people too. Also, can you do me a favor? You want to cue the rant music? I can do that for you right now. Yeah, right now. Uh, let's get ready to rumble. So, so since we're talking XFL right now, I wanna I wanna give a gigantic middle finger to anybody who thinks that you that you have to watch just the CFL. I'm so tired of hearing these people saying if you watch the XFL or if you watch the NFL or if you watch arena football, you're not a true CFL fan. Stop it. I'm a football fan. I love the CFL. The CFL is far and away my favorite league and the one I follow easily the most religiously. I mean, I do a podcast with you guys every week. Clearly, it's my it's the top dog in my football family. Yeah, every week? Almost yeah, every week. Mostly. But, Part, part-timer, but anyway. But I love football. You give me NFL, you give me arena, you give me college football. If there's football on TV and I have a chance to sit on my couch, grab a beer and watch a little football, I'm going to do it. Stop telling people how to be fans of the CFL. Just stop it. Sorry, that one that one pissed me off today. The uh, the one thing that got me when I saw that the draft was coming today was uh, first off, 
This is the answer. That was my first thought, but then also it got me thinking, okay, how long is this one going to last? Is it going to last, you know, a full season like the AAF could not do? I think it it already lasted one season the first time, but what happened last time? Not now, Marge. I'm waiting for the new XFL season. Who will win this year's million-dollar game? Who? Who? Honey. The X is for extreme. There is no XFL this year. The league folded. Who is it? Who told you? Last year's MVP. He sweeps up toenails at the beauty parlor. (laughs) (laughs) That'll Uh, never not be funny. One of my favorite Simpsons gags. I'm still going to pay attention to the... To the XFL, because like you said, Steve, it's football. I'm not going to get super into it, but. And it's football in the quiet time. Anyone who thinks that this is going to be some sort of feeder system to the NFL. Newsflash, the NFL has a feeder system, a free one. It's called the NCAA. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do, well, Jim Mora said, diddly poo. They don't have to do anything. And they get these players given to them. Just straight up. Here you go. Take our players. The, the only difference is the XFL has stated they will actually take players out of college early. Um, so you, you and might, if the players want to do that because they don't think that they're going to make it in the NFL, I don't know why they'd think that, but but you you might get a, if they you, think you, the better chance is to make it in the XFL, good for them. You, you might get a junior going, well, screw this, I'm going to go get paid while I can. So you're probably going to see a lot more of that. But at the same time, yeah, this is. This is part an ego thing, and we, me and Alex talk wrestling all the time. We, we, we what? Are, we, yeah, I know. We we are accustomed to Vince McMahon's whims, and this right now is an ego thing for him. He is not going to let this thing fail. He has personally pulled out what, a billion dollars out of his like per, personal stock out of the uh, out of the World Wrestling Entertainment to pay for this thing. He actually has, so it's him running it fully, unlike last time where NBC was a 50-50 partner, and they said, yeah, we're not running a second season, and then he couldn't find a TV partner in time to get the second season going, or else it would have went. They were a week before, uh, from starting. And th- and that's why. He had no time to get another partner, so the, he, he had to pull the plug on it. So, and with ESPN and Fox as broadcast partners on this, I don't think it's going, it's not going anywhere for at least two years, probably three. Like, AAF was going around saying they had three years of funding, which they obviously didn't have. He actually has three years of funding if he really wants it, and they're paying their guys less than what the CFL is. So the XFL is here to stay for the short term. Long term, who knows, but it's and not I, going and anywhere. I, and I hope so. I think, I hope it sticks around just for those, you know, February and, and March months where there's really not much going on. At least in terms of football, we've give got us, a, we've give got a draft something. or free agency, and that's it. Yeah, and there's only going to be four games a week. Like, I mean, it's not like it's kind of like the CFL. Just sit and, back and enjoy it, guys. Yeah, just enjoy it for what it is. And if you don't want to watch it, don't watch it. Who cares? And it's it's going to be there, and the ratings are going to bear out where the ratings are going to bear out. And if it's going to be like the AAF where they tank, it's going to be up to Fox and ESPN decided how they're going to do it. But least 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 we know that players are going to get paid on this league. And that's good because I I want guys to continue playing football. And at least for the first season, the average salary is going to be less than what the uh, the lowest salary in the CFL is. Average salary is going to be fifty five thousand American. Yeah, just basically the quarterbacks are getting paid. Yeah. Anyway, XFL, couple rider tie-ins as we mentioned, so we'll uh, we'll always pay attention to that just based off those names there. Steve, you just did the rant, but time for uh, this week's CFL tweet, tweet of the week for Churchill Brewing Company. So my tweet of the week this week, 
There was a tweet by at uh, defend the R. This isn't the tweet of the week. This is just the opening tweet. Sorry, defend the R. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you came in second place. Not really, but said wasn't terrible, but Red Blocks officially eliminated, eliminated from playoff contention and clearly the worst team in this league. Sad. Hashtag our nation. The tweet of the, the week goes out to Matt Skinner at Cranky Sports with a solid response. We were unofficially eliminated from playoff contention last February. I, he's not wrong, but I, I'm I'm seeming I really enjoy fans who are taking shots at their own team, and a lot of them have been shots at the Red Blacks. Well, they got accustomed to being a a great cup contender every year by default. By default, and this year they're not. Default. Anyway, sorry. The two sweetest, <laughs> sweetest words in the English language? Yes. Yeah. Another reference Steve will not get. No. The hell are you talking about? You actually get that reference? Yes. Really? That was a, well, it was a Simpsons quote. Yes. Yes, it was. Like, what was I, episode, I did what, enjoy, I don't know what which that, episode was that about? it was. It, it was, was the Homer one where Homer's the, the coach, isn't he? No. No, oh, I don't know. Homer and, Homer and Barney oh, yeah. are fighting it out. And Barney wins the competition. Because he's to sober. Be, yeah, because yeah. he's sober. Oh, sober Barney was the best Barney. Anyways, <laughs> football. Star of the show, this inanimate rod. Uh, inanimate carbon rod. That's true, sorry. Let's get back to football here. Time for the tall grass apparel, enemy preview. Riders are in BC. Third last game of the season, Friday at 8 p.m. Daniel Bryan, will he be the latest BC Lions backup quarterback to kickstart a CFL career by absolutely destroying the Riders? No. I hope not. I really hope. I'm sick of that happening. Travis Lule <laughs> happened with him. Buck Pierce happened with him. It's not even Spurgeon just... Spurgeon win. Yeah, I was going to say Spurgeon win. Steve, put your money where your mouth is. Take Daniel Bryan in fantasy. No. <laughs> I don't want him to get hurt. <laughs> well, then you're not a true fan. Fine, I'll take Daniel Bryan. <laughs> Steve wins fantasy this week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Crap. Um, yeah, I, I have no fear of Danny, uh, Danny O.B., D-O-B, whatever the hell you want to call him. Yeah, but we had no fear in Nick Arbuckle either, and that didn't go so well for it. The Riders have a long and storied history of crapping the bed against teams with their first career start. Oh, believe me, I have Spurgeon win flashbacks all the time. It's ridiculous. I've never understood it, but it happens every time. It's always BC ones, too. I don't get it. Oh, Spurgeon won with the Argos to beat us up the one time, too. He did it first, though. With, 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 yeah, with the Lions. Yeah, with the Lions, I know. Stupid Ain't happening this time. Win. This defense is going to come out pissed off. And I, they should. They I, I hope they don't, though. Ed Ganey was pissed off last that week, and look true. what happened to them. you got to be smart about it. Different kind of pissed off. Pissed off wanting to perform better, not pissed off because you think you got jobbed. They're still going up against talented receivers, Ryan Burnham and, and Duran Carter. Oh, I'm excited to see uh, Duran Carter, see if they can get in his head. Carter and Marshall? This should, this should be fun. That'll be, that's always fun to watch. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Should, should play that, uh, the interview from last time with that when Duran and Nick Marshall had their little war of words on our show. Yeah, but I can't play the part that Ed Ganey said. I had to edit that out. <laughs> Best part of the interview. Four-letter word, Duran. We'll just leave it at that. There's no way the Riders actually lose this, is there? Like this is oh you can't say a, things like a, that you can't a, do that but it's not a must win they don't need to win this <laughs> game they should win this game by a decent amount would you guys be disappointed if they didn't win by at least double digits I mean look at our history against the teams that have that aren't making the playoffs this year 
We destroyed Toronto both times. We destroyed BC. Well, the second game. We beat them the first game. Yes, I'd be I'd be quite annoyed if we don't come out and, and beat them by double digits. But you can't go around saying things like like you did. And that's just asking for us to lose. But at the same time, if you look if you look at the sports books, Riders are only point and a half favorites. It makes no sense. Yeah, I'd put my house down on that. There's no way we're we're winning by less than two. The Riders like these late games in BC always turn out being funky, but I don't see how the Riders don't cover that little spread like they're going to win by a touchdown or more they went in they went in there and destroyed when or destroyed (coughs) they went in there and destroyed bc in the first meeting 45 18 in bc so so there's absolutely no reason why they shouldn't do close to the same now and that and that was with mike riley at at the helm exactly this is this is daniel bryan this this is a must this is a must win for the riders i there's you cannot expect to have success in the playoffs the playoffs if you don't beat teams like BC and Edmonton to close out the year. And when you're fighting for first place, these are the teams that you have to beat, especially when you have the easiest schedule right now. You have BC I and find. then Edmonton twice. Cuz if you, you got to be BC if you unfortunately split with Edmonton, you need this game, so. Yeah, win this one and one more win is a guaranteed home playoff spot. So, and you cheer for Winnipeg to win this week against Calgary and then Calgary can they can do whatever they want for the next two weeks as long as the Riders win. What are Calgary right now? Are they Calgary's ten and five. It's ten and five. Same with us. Three way. Winnipeg is ten and six. It's okay in a three way. Yep. Hey Justin Timberlake. I have that song in my head all day since uh... I don't even know (laughs) (laughs) Should we just do our pick 'em then? (laughs) Let's just yeah. Okay. Let's do our pick 'em for week nineteen. Toronto at Montreal. 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 Sure, Montreal. Nobody cares about that game anyway. Saskatchewan at BC. Saskatchewan? Uh, obviously. Yeah. Ottawa at Hamilton. <laughs> Hamil- Ottawa. Remember when Hamilton won by 50 over Toronto earlier this year? They might beat that. They might win by 65. Ottawa wins. And that spread was only, what, 17 and a half? He aren't kidding. Nope. I'm picking Ottawa. Good for you. Mm. Really? Yep. <laughs> I didn't even. That didn't even. Yeah, comp- that didn't even <laughs> it took you a minute to say that again and yeah, be like, "Wait a like, minute, that's not right." That glitched in my head. I was like, "What?" Hamilton has nothing to play for. They are done. They are just. They're coasting to the playoffs. What does Ottawa have to play for? And don't tell me pride because they don't have any. Look how bad they've been all year. Pride. They got to finish worse than <laughs> Toronto to get a better draft pick. Well, there you go. Uh, Hamilton. Steve is weird. And finally, Winnipeg at Calgary. Can we wish for another snowstorm that just cancels the game and gives us the win somehow? That'd be good. That'd really piss off the the, the CFL family. <laughs> Asterix. A blizzard comes in, cancels the game. They got to play two games back to back. You know what's crazy though is that for Winnipeg, they have back to back against Calgary, home and home here, and a bye. Winnipeg's on a bye. And it's very possible that Winnipeg Calgary play each other in the first round. They could be playing Calgary three straight times, three times in four weeks. So if you're Winnipeg this week, do you tip your hand completely? And and they're still they're, they're still trying for first. You have to do everything you can. It's with Strevler. What kind of hand do they have to tip? <laughs> they're going to run the ball sixty times. And, and you know Winnipeg wants the uh, West Final because they've got the loudest stadium assisted fans in the league. <laughs> so. Shade. <laughs> It's true. Their stadium is louder than, it, than anybody it else's. Is built to 
amplify sound. That is it. That is an architectural trick. It is an illusion. That, that we should have used to our advantage that <laughs> we didn't. I like our stadium better. Oh, I like our stadium better, but from a football perspective, I would have loved a louder stadium. Put a roof on it. They got a wrath of con in Winnipeg, though. Really wish we had a wrath and the of con And here. the world's narrowest concourses. I hate that. No, Calgary has those. I've never been to Calgary. You've never been really? to McMahon? You've never been to McMahon City? Never been to McMahon. Ever? Really? Ever. Seriously? Ever, ever. Bless your heart. Maybe, maybe, You're living the good life. Maybe this year at Grey Cup I'll go, but that's about it. Remember how Taylor, how bad Taylor Field was oh, at the yeah. end? Yeah. Worse. Um, like a thousand times worse. God, your, Ta- your first Taylor experience Field? is going to be Grey Cup? If I go, yeah. God help you. Eesh, yeah. I, I love the Dream Team and I love the, the Calgary fans, but that stadium is an absolute crap hole. Oh. And Grey Cup, it's just terrible at Grey Cup. Although they're not doing... Uh, they're not expanding it, yeah. like so I mean, before. it won't be as bad as it was. Oh, nine was awful, for multitude of reasons, but for the concourse too. Oh, yeah, never been great host city though for everything absolutely. else. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I like Calgary as a city, but yeah, never been to McMahon. Hmm, interesting. Okay, so we still haven't done our picks. Winnipeg and Calgary. I'm not sure which is more shocking. I'm picking Ottawa, or you've never been to McMahon. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Winnipeg. No, I'm not. Calgary. Oh God, I don't want to say it. I want Winnipeg to win this one. But will they win this one? Uh, screw Winnipeg. I want Winnipeg to win this one so that it gets the one win out of the way. That's why I want it. For the riders' sake. But see, but I, want I think th- they win it at home next week, so I'm going to go with Calgary this week. I want to flip it. I want the Stamps to win this week and us to win so that we clinch our home playoff game, get that out of the way, and then we can worry about the uh, the first first place. Calgary will lose to, B- to BC at the end of the year. Okay, I'll take Calgary. Screw. I'm taking Calgary this week. And then Winnipeg to take the use the loudest fan, the stadium system fans to win the next game. <laughs> so we don't have to do pick them next week for that game then? Nope. I guess not. Nope. Okay. Well, that's going to do it for us this week here on the Piffles Podcast. Before we go, we're going to have a special guest joining us next week, talk a little bit of football this, this season. And, of course, his time in Saskatchewan, which really wasn't very long, but he had a great CFL career. Chad Owens going to be on the Piffles Podcast next week. So you'll want to definitely... Check that out for the Rider Alumni segment. And send us any questions you got. Yeah, if you got questions, just tag us at Piffles Podcast on uh, on Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. So send us uh, anything you want to, want us to talk about. We'll talk about literally anything. Greg has thoughts in his mind. I'll wait till after off the air. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's going to do, do it for us this week here on the Piffles Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at RealAlexD. You can find me at Safamud. Follow me at Greg on Sports. We're also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, Instagram, and Piffles Podcast is the website as well. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to go out to Kathy Festion of Royal Page Regina Realty, Tallgrass Apparel, Churchill Brewing Company, and Underdogs Memorabilia for their support to make the show possible. Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Sorry about uh, sounding sick here, guys. Uh, hopefully that's the loss a little bit. And hopefully nobody else gets sick because it's been bad this year. It's the Winnipeg. Yeah, right after Winnipeg comes here, they get sick. What yep. are the odds, right? This is Ghost Behind Your Mind, Tyler Gilbert. Tyler Gilbert.